This is the Used Car Dealer Podcast. All right, another episode of the Used Car Dealer Podcast, and we have a special guest back today. Steve, how have you been? A special guest? Gee, thanks, Zach. Uh, <laughs> I've been okay. Just talking to independent dealers, you know, all over the U.S., all different sizes, talking about their business and what's going on today. Well, we made it through COVID. Vaccinations are starting. In fact, I already got my COVID vaccine. What have you been seeing in terms of recovery and used car dealers starting to pick up momentum? Well, I think mean, I think the momentum picked up in Q4 of last year, you know, and it's continued through January. Um, they're very busy. You know, stimulus checks, tax season. This is a time you make your money in the independent dealer world, right? And and they are busy. You know, of course, uh, big challenges with inventory, as everybody knows. But they're uh, they're doing well. You know, things are things have picked up. There's you know, there was a lot of uncertainty there, obviously, you know, still is. But the independent dealers are survivors, Zach. They figure it out. So what are you seeing dealers do right now? Are they cutting internet leads? How are they reacting to the new normal marketplace? Well, I, I think they're they're very much the same in, in a lot of ways that the way that they they're following up on their leads, but they all kind of have the same challenge. They, they don't have quite as num- the number of resources, right? As like, say, a franchise. So what I see is you'll have a, a one user or a two to three or a four to six. But you know what? Really, um, they need a couple more salespeople or even one more salesperson to help manage you know, those leads. Um, and so what they find is you see this imbalance between the number of uh, salespeople that, that are taking those leads and executing on them managing them uh, and you know how many are coming in well obviously some of the situations uh, many of the situations that i run into frankly more leads that than, than two or three people can handle effectively so you know that continues to be a challenge now, that's a good problem to have but if it's 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 not a good problem if you can't execute on those leads well and close them right be able to categorize them and, and stay on top of them with minimal effort you know and that's uh, that's what a lot of my conversations revolve around and workflow, um, and, and, and doing the right things right, you know, in the details. And I don't want to be too generalistic, you know, in, in my description, but uh, I'm a lucky guy. You know, I get to have conversations with these dealer operators, you know, all over the U.S. and really get to know them well. But they're, like I said, they're survivors and they're battling a lot of the same problems. But executing, you know, on, on your leads, you know, they cost money. I was talking to a dealer not that long ago that was spending somewhere around $4,000 in third-party lead spend. And gosh, if you're going to spend 4000 a month on your lead spend, doesn't it, you know, doesn't it make sense to spend a little bit you know, on, on a system to help manage those leads to make sure we're doing the right things and communicating as professionally as possible, as good as our competitor, right? Hopefully better. But uh, yeah, so it's been, um, it's been a great comeback and March is looking to be a, a terrific month for the independent dealer. Now I see that new car sales are supposed to be down 50% this year, but I just think that benefits, you know, that independent dealer and, and our customer. So Zach, what do you think about um, the non-prime market in 2021 with the economy, the way it is, uh, is there like an, any increases going on in defaults with, with auto loans? Uh, you know, do you think the non-prime market will continue to grow rates going up? But tell me what you think. Yeah, subprime's a really interesting market. I was reading some data recently that they're basically over $100 billion um, buy here, pay here 
loans in the United States, like is a kind of sizing. And I think what you're going to see a lot of people who had better credit pre COVID-19, pre pandemic, maybe they lost their job, um, health emergencies, they're going to be in a different uh, credit status uh, post COVID-19. So I think it's a big opportunity for both buy here, pay here dealers, as well as um, independent dealers that are dealing with um, challenged credit individuals. So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity there. And you're seeing a lot of investment from hedge funds and bigger players in BHPH, buy here, pay here. So I think that will make it more difficult because it's going to be more capital intensive for smaller operators to get into play because you're going to have so much competition from really deep pocket, deep funded um, buy here, pay your operators that may be backed by hedge funds. Well, what about uh, what's going on with like the Carvana, the Vroom? I mean, I, I watched the stocks, you know, I thought it was, they, I, I thought they were a little over little, a lot overpriced. Right, based on on their earnings, but uh, what's the story? How come Brooms not performing as well as Carvana? Yeah, great question here. So I was looking at uh, the market cap for Carvana right now. They have a forty four billion dollar market cap. So to give you some context, you could look at Carmax. They have a twenty one billion dollar market cap, and this year Carvana is up nine percent. But last year, looking at a one year chart. They're up over 355%. They're in the majority of the markets. They have that like consumer mindshare. They become kind of the darling of online car dealers. But you look at Vroom, they're down 16% since their IPO this summer. And they had a really controversial uh, Super Bowl commercial recently that really painted uh, used car dealers in a negative light. But in the grand scheme of online dealers, they just have a $4 billion market cap. So basically a tenth of a Carvana. So they've become kind of a smaller player in this industry. They're not in as many markets and they're not doing as good of a job in terms of acquiring inventory off the street like Carvana is. That's a big part of their model and a big part of their success in 2020. And there's also a couple other online car dealers that have gone public through something called a SPAC. That's a special purpose acquisition company. And both Shift and CarLots, they actually went public through SPACs in 2020. So you still have a lot of frothiness in the market in terms of online um, used car dealers. So let me ask you this, Steve, what are some best practices from the CRM standpoint that you see successful used car dealers leverage? Well, I think one of the biggest advancements is the ability to see your salespeople's texts, right? Not their personal texts, but when you're texting through a CRM, you know, those text messages are stored in the system and you can see the entire exchange, right? So you think back before you had that capability, a lot more verbal communication with you know, you can engage with the customer, but you're really relying on that salesperson to say the right things, you know, to, to remember the details and do things right. And you got all different types of skill levels, language barriers, et cetera. Now with, you know, you have the ability as a sales manager to, before I have a conversation with a salesperson, I can see all the text exchanges. Why? Because that's where 90% of the conversations take place. End of story. And if you're not doing that or have that capability, get it. Um, it's it's just 
you're so much more effective. And that's the most important job in the dealership, right? And, and you and everyone in that independent dealer market somewhere, you know, you, you wear that hat, you know, no matter how many responsibilities you have. But that has really changed things. Dealers have higher conversion rates uh, when the sales manager can get involved and you know, understand what's going on in that conversation and take action or inaction that's not many times you can discover that that's not going on. Uh, so I, I'm seeing them in, I'm seeing these dealers increase effectiveness with that capability for sure. So let me ask you this, Steve. There's a lot of talk about digital retail. When I talk about digital retail, I'm talking about like e-commerce like checkout. Are you seeing used car dealers adopt digital retail products in the same way that you're seeing the new car franchise dealers? adopt them? Not even close. <laughs> now, I do see some edge case early adopters that are trying to create that, that seamless process without a salesperson, but it, they're typically a part of a franchise dealership and they're a standalone used <laughs> because the tools, the DMS required to, to power a really efficient system is pretty expensive for that independent dealer budget. So, Customers are not demanding it, but you see, you know, from the home deliveries and such part of that. But as far as the transaction outside of that, that submit a credit app online, right. That's been there forever. Um, no. Yeah. Yet. I think you hit on a interesting point because a lot of um, used car dealers, when they look at a digital retail tool, it might be, you know, a thousand, two thousand dollars a month. They're spending $99 a month on their dealer website. So it's a huge cost to justify. And then to your point on the integration piece, you know, in the franchise uh, space, there's a lot less fragmentation in terms of like DMS vendors. There's only a couple you have to integrate with as well as, you know, CRM systems. But in the used car dealer arena, there's so many different vendors. A lot of them are desktop based. There are a lot of challenges, you know, in setting those integrations up. So agree with you. I think used car dealers will adopt digital retail, you know, at a slower pace. But I think, you know, if you're selling Highline vehicles as a used car dealer, some of those niches, there might be some op opportunity there for that kind of e-commerce like checkout experience. Yeah. And it's the customer's not demanding it. Right. And you got buy here, pay here. You got different types of, you know, customer profiles. Um, and, you know, for instance, I think it's going to take off when XYZ Motors uh, down the street starts, you know, selling 15 extra units a month just because they have digital retailing and they're clubbing it like baby seals. But I don't see that anytime soon. That's when somebody else will want to jump on right away. But the, the customers typically is going to have to demand and they're just not there yet. They're not getting the request, nor is the, the software, the, the pricing. It's just too expensive and out of the budget. So anyhow. So what, do you, what are you optimistic about in 2021 for used car dealers? Like what excites you about this year? Uh, well, there's the opportunity, you know, of, of a strong first quarter, right? With tax season, uh, our dealers continue to sell more used cars. Therefore, they can grow their inventories back. A lot of dealers... I talk to you on every week, sometimes daily. Um, you know, well, we used to stock. I hear that a lot. Well, we used to carry or we used to sell. You know, uh, I've heard enough of that. And, and they're coming back on track, volume increasing, which what's just killing us is this inventory gl um, glut problem, inflation uh, in the wholesale market. Is everybody knows, but everybody's in it. To, every, hey, 
one dealership, each dealership has the same problem, right? I think that it's kind of interesting right now because new car manufacturers, there's this whole chip shortage um, scenario going on, and that creates even more demand for used cars. Of course, the price of a new car is over $35,000 on average. And you know, post-COVID-19, many people being unemployed, out of work, they're not necessarily thinking, hey, let me get a brand new car. You know, Used car is probably um, coming to mind. And I think with the new $1,400 stimulus check, you know, that could help a lot of people have a down payment. So I think this is going to be a huge year uh, for used car dealers and the used car industry as a whole. I totally agree. You know, people are going to need transportation as they're going back to work. You know, things are starting to open up again. So I want to hear those conversations. I'm tired of hearing that. Well, we used to carry this and we used to sell that. Hopefully here by Q3, Q4, it'll look more, a lot more like pre-pandemic sales levels. Well said. And any um, closing thoughts, Steve, as we, you know, in this episode? No, I, I, I would say that you, you asked me what's one of the most important or, or developments in CRM or that, that I'm seeing. And look, I'm, as objectively as I can say it, control of your texting, having transparency. When you have multiple people communicating with a customer, those conversations contain everything you need to know typically or, or what you don't know that you need to find out to put a car deal together. But check it out. See what's available if you don't have it. But stop having salespeople tax, text through their personal cell phones. Get a system. Well said. Well, thanks for joining this episode of the Used Car Dealer Podcast. <laughs>